you've tuned into all things fine and gentry with the connoisseur french thompson where consistently we bring you ideas concepts and exposure to thoughtful content lifestyle enhancements and opportunities to improve yourself and those around you thank you for tuning in and taking a listen to this week's episode Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another episode of All Things Fine and Gentry. This is the Connoisseur of French Thompson, and I'm so grateful for each and every one of you for joining me today. And if this is your first time, I would like to say welcome. I'm glad that you have joined us. Please uh, consider liking, sharing, subscribing, rating, review, all of those fine things to help us to know that uh, you enjoyed the episode or you hated the episode or somewhere in between. And if you're a returning listener of the Connoisseurs, welcome back. Thank you for uh, being a part of this community, uh, wanting to learn a little bit more, enhance your lifestyle and go from there. So we are in the middle of our Morehouse Men series. And I'll just tell you the truth. It's been awesome. And what's even been even more awesome is I had an opportunity in the middle of this to kick it with some of my fellas. Matter of fact, uh, one of the people I'm on the phone with today kicked it with and two others that you've heard from already. We had a good time in L.A. a couple of weeks back and just... Um, just reiterated why these are my boys. So um, such a good time. And so we're going to dive right into it. Today, I have who we affectionately call L.A., but Brandon Adams. Welcome to the podcast, sir. <laughs> Thank you for having me, brother. Man, it's, it's been it's a long, well-awaited welcome, brother. There it is. Man. Yeah, it's great to see you, man. Yeah. Oh, man, we, uh, you know. We were supposed to do one thing that fell through, but it, it uh, turned out to be perfect. Had a great meal, sat down, laughed up for a good little minute, and we're gonna have to go back to that spot. We since we we're, since we're not sponsored on this podcast, we're not gonna tell everybody where we went, but you know we'll uh, we'll go back there sometime soon. No, most definitely. That spot was, was perfect. I'm yeah, it was good. Most- it was good. So, um, as you all know, like I said, we're in the middle of our Morehouse Men series, and we're just having conversations with. Uh, men that I uh, matriculated through Morehouse with and had great experiences. And so, Brandon, we're just going to dive right into it. If, you, uh, if you're if you ready for it, you ready? Yeah, for sure. All right. Absolutely. All right. So, um, and I'll say this first, too. Y'all might hear me switch between Sam Brandon and L.A. because his nickname was L.A. You can learn why <laughs> during this whole thing. But uh, that way you're not like, who's this guy? is lost it here. All right. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? Where you grew up? Um, you know, where you live now and uh, what you do now. So just tell us a little bit about yourself. No, no, man. I'm glad you uh, you threw that out there because I, I do have to always kind of clarify that I have multiple names. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> So for those that are curious and don't know, my, my full name is Brandon Sean Adams, right? Of course, growing up in school, everyone called me Brandon. Family, a lot of family called me Sean. I get to college, everyone calls me L.A. <laughs> so there, there goes that. There That's, goes that. <laughs> All the same guy, though. Yep. But, uh, <laughs> as the nickname implies, I'm, I'm from Los Angeles. I was born and raised in L.A. Uh, my dad's side of the family was all from East L.A. You know, kind of like your little more edgier, south central, east side <laughs> LA. That's that that part of the tree. And then mom's side was West LA. Mm. You know, that's the the cutie pie West LA girls. So pop <laughs> pops crossed the tracks to go grab one from over there. It was one of them type of situations. That's what's <laughs> so, up. 
<laughs> so, you know, I kind of grew up in, in, in both of those, you know, dynamics, you know what I mean? That, that was, and it, and it helped me in so many different ways, man, mm. just kind of that balance of, um, of just exposure and just even that balance of, of different family dynamics, you know what I mean? That's real. Uh, so yeah, grew up in LA, um, all throughout LA, you know, throughout SoCal, we, majority in LA, moved around for a bit, um, kind of coming up, kind of lived in the Valley for a couple of years, uh, even bounced all the way out to Corona. Oh, which you, 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 was, out. you, you was yeah. out by me. Oh man. Yeah. yeah. When you was out there in uh, Riverside. So my, I think seventh and eighth grade year, we lived in Corona and I went to middle school and I finished out, out in Riverside. Then we came back to LA. So I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure y'all was like, we got to get out of here. Inland Empire is completely different than, than, you know, down in the basin. So. Yeah. Yeah. It was different, but no, it, it was, it was kind of refreshing for us. Cause we, we, we had a house out there. That's real. We lived, lived in the cul-de-sac, you know, we, <laughs> It was uh nothing but kids on that on that corner, so it kind of gave us a little more of that suburban experience, True. you know, for me, and my my sister. So you know, and even all to just you know my personality is my way I walked, mm-hmm. you know, through, through through life in terms of just the connections and, but even like some of the more formidable years of being in the valley, because um, we moved from L.A. to the valley when I was four years old, mm-hmm. and that's because my grandmother she was a director of nurses. And um and a, a mental health expert as well. So she had got a job out in Silmar. So we all kind of relocated to the valley. And from first through the beginning of fourth grade, the complex I lived in, we were one of two black families. Mm. It was it was Armenian, uh, Romanian, uh, Latino, you know, Mexican, Hispanic, you, you name it. So that was my introduction to you know the world was just being in a in a melting pot. That's right. You know, yeah. So that's all I knew, you know, come, coming up was the diversity, you know, being from L.A. So, yeah, man, L.A. So, yeah, you were also back to what else did you have? So, my bad. No, no, you're good. So, uh, so what you do now? So, you're back, obviously, in L.A., uh, but what what you do now? All right, so uh, when I went to school, went to, to Morehouse, we all met. My my uh, major was business administration with the concentration in, in accounting. So when I came back home, I hopped right into the corporate world. Mm. So I, I was an auditor uh, for, for one of the big fours for PwC. That was, that was my first job, like two months after getting back home. I mean, that's a that's a good snatch to get right up out of school. Yeah, man. No, it was. It definitely was, bro. It was. It was an amazing time, man. I, I, I learned a lot. You know, I, I did my my traditional, you know, two and a half, close to three years and got got work and threw it on my resume and moved on to the private side of accounting. So I'm still, I've been doing accounting for 17 years now. Wow. And it's cra- crazy to think about that. I was, I was jotting down some notes earlier and I'm like, damn, I'm doing accounting, corporate accounting for 17 years now. So that's still, that's been like my, my, my staple, you know, my, my, my bread and butter, if you will. But I've, I've um, you dibble and dab in a couple of things. Yeah, yeah always. Man. But that's just always been me. Like I've always just been like a, a renaissance man. Like I've, I've just always, um, I've always enjoyed exploring my my abilities. That's good. You know what I mean? That's I, good. I, from very young age, you know, whether, whether it was you know sports, I played all kinds of sports, or if it was, you know, I remember at one point I was considered to be a dentist when I was in, in ninth grade. I put a whole paper to be a dentist, and I wanted to be a dentist, and it wanted to be a computer scientist, and it shifted to 
business. I always wanted to be a firefighter. So it's like, there's been a lot of different interests in, um, you know, I'm one of those people, like when I set my mind to it, it's, it's going to happen. Like I, I have a, a strong, like, will and determination. So, 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 yeah. so, so I want to back up there because um, this is very interesting because knowing you, like, you know, at, at times, like folks can kind of view you as kind of being quiet, but like you said, you, you're, you're focused with it. So just yeah. a question, like, um, what was that like or where do you think you got that from? Right. So obviously you grew up in a very urban environment. East LA, West LA, you know, all around the the SoCal area. Um, where do you think you got that drive from? Was it you know grandma, or was it kind of seeing stuff, you know, being in South Central? What where do you think you got that from? Um, you no, know, it's funny. It's it's a combination of you know definitely family influence. Mm. Um, my grandmother on my mom's side, she she was she's like my spirit. You know, I mean, she was my heart. She was my everything. And uh, she was probably like the greatest beacon of like education mm. and just, uh, you know, just being a progressive black woman. Like she just held that down and uh, just wore many hats. You know, she 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 never let anything slow her down. She like I said, she was a director of nursing. She was a psychologist as well. So a lot of the educational inspiration mm. and, and the reference point that i can do this uh came from her and also my my great uncle uh, i had a great uncle oliver who was uh he, dr oliver mm. you know actually let me, let me correct that <laughs> god bless him but uh yeah he actually was a superintendent for uh compton unified school district nice um you know so they were very important in terms of just giving me like that example of you know you can do it but then also just on a personal note like i i think i always just kind of had that in me um and it's funny i always remember one particular evening i was in first grade i remember we lived in the, in the valley and i was at the dinner table and i had like some some math homework or something like that and i remember to this day i was just bawling just in tears mm. like i just remember just nothing but a waterfront that i was looking through because it was just I was trying to get my way i was mm. trying to cry myself <laughs> out, out doing the homework like it was for real i remember that and I remember my aunt, my grandma, they both said, like, no, you you have to do that homework. And walked out and walked out the kitchen and let me sit there. And like, you know, I was expecting them to come back around and <laughs> like, you know, like, you know, massage me into like, oh, take a break. But I remember at that point in time where I made the decision to say, I gotta do that. Mm. And from that day forth, I just it just clicked. For me, and I was well, first first grade. You're what you know, six, yeah. seven years old, yep. seven or eight, something like that. Um, so I remember that, and um, in some kind of way, for me, even though we moved around a lot, in some type of way, me kind of focused. I, I don't know. I was always a little different in the sense of certain adversities. I thrived in. That's good. And it focused like when we moved around a, a lot at certain points, I focused in on in school a little bit more because that became my sense of stability that I can control my effort. That's I can up. control, you know, the outcome of my effort in this capacity. I can't control everything else that's going on in my life, but I can control this. And it kind of, you know, just instilled that, um, that sense of like, keep pushing yourself. You know what I mean? You, you could do it. So, so knowing that at a young age, how did, you know, how did you choose Morehouse? Right. So obviously you had a conversation with Glenn, 
and reflecting on like just surprising how many West Coasters made it out to Atlanta and to Morehouse. How did you decide, obviously being a young man with drive, how did you decide to to go east? I mean, almost oh. as far east as you could. Yeah. Oh man, you, you, all right, this this is a long answer. <laughs> <laughs> how much time we got, bro? We got like, time. You know, now this is important, a very important answer, man. Uh, you know it's funny, dude. Like when I applied for college, I applied to five colleges. Mm. I applied to UCLA, UC Berkeley, UC Irvine, UC San Diego, and Morehouse. Wow. And I was 80, 85% of me was set in staying in Cali, right? Mm. Got all my mama letters and I got into every last one of them. And hey, a I, lot just of want, people, I just want y'all to know he just straight stunning on y'all. He said I applied nah. to UC Berkeley, UCLA, nah. UC San Diego, UC Irvine. And you know, I got into all of them. Clearly, I got into Morehouse too. So I mean, I'm five for five. What you got on that? But go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> Man, bro, I just like I, I just was like, yeah, I, I recognized early like high school wasn't the end all be all. I knew the next level was where I needed to, you know, put my seeds in. Mm-hmm. You know, because I, I just I just had that that type of wherewithal early. So yeah, I pushed myself anyway. So I was like, fast forward, I was like, I was gonna go to Berkeley. <clears throat> Because for me, it was like I wanted to kind of get away from L.A. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to go to UCLA. Like, I'm going to get away to Berkeley. And um, I remember getting that letter from Morehouse and asking me to come out. And I didn't even know why I was going out there, French, for real. I really didn't. I thought we were just going just to see the, see the school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, me and Miles flew out there. I remember that April, that spring break. And uh, <clears throat> got out there and I ended up interviewing with, uh, I can't even think of the dean's name. This was crazy. Did an interview with him. And, um. Uh, but just walking around the campus and um, just being on that, just being there and just being embraced by the spirit of what Morehouse represents and mm-hmm. what the AU represents. And um, just me being, like when I go back to like middle school, high school, you know, I took a lot of, I took, well, I had my honors classes, an AP class and I had some of my regular classes. But when I took my honors or AP classes, I was always the only black male. Mm. Like there's only one or two classes I could think of. There was another uh, a sister that was there, but I was always the outlier academically in in my academic setting. Socially, you know, I, I did my thing. I blended in with everybody. That was another thing. So when I was walking around Morehouse, there was a sense of freedom mm. that I felt that I knew I wouldn't necessarily feel back at the UCs. And the freedom that I felt was finally feeling like I was the norm mm. and not the outlier. That I could be around a whole bunch of brothers that are just like me and and be embraced in a way in which, you know, it just it just kind of showcased like we we we're not just one one way. You know what I mean? Like we we have a such a, a wide variety and array of of who we are, but a lot of times, you know, coming up, you are this is a certain tight cast, and like you're, you're too talk too proper. You're not mm-hmm. black enough. Mm-hmm. You black, you ain't you ain't gonna cross over. You know what I mean? It's just all that stuff that we kind of kind of live with, especially you know when you're you know a young black man in middle school, high school, you're trying to find your way, and especially being someone that that, that like school. I liked school. Mm-hmm. I enjoy. So so, this you know is I mean? this is very interesting because um, there's commonalities in a lot of our stories, um, which. I'm just gonna be transparent. I didn't 
I knew we were alike, the collective we, right? But you know, obviously talking with like we just didn't have these conversations in in college, right? We was too busy yeah, thinking about you know living life. Um, yeah, market, right? <laughs> market Friday Studio Central. I gotta get over there. So <laughs> you felt that? Did you did you think that your mom, as she was walking around with you, or you know, as you all were on the flight back? Do you think do you think that she she knew that as well that this was for you, right? I mean, like I'm I'm very curious. You know, she did. Yeah, okay. No, go ahead. My bad. No, 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 no. Go ahead. Go ahead. She, she she did. Yeah, she did. She she definitely did. And and um, <clears throat> there, there was a, a an important night that we, me and her shared that she always re- recalls and I, I recall as well. It was that last that last night, you know, when when you know of orientation. Yeah. And um, I remember being right there at the at the entrance, remember like the little guard tower yeah. right there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, every other night, you know, moms went to her hotel. I went up to to the dorm, went to Gray's, and you know, went to sleep. Woke up in the morning, and you know, <clears throat> did the rest of the orientation and met up with moms. You know, later in the day, and I was sitting there on the curb, and she was waiting for a taxi, to call. and it hit me like, oh shit, she's leaving. Yeah, she's leaving, leaving, and um. She saw that. Yeah, it's funny. She, we didn't even have any words, but she just walked over to me and um, she said, "She said, stand up." And uh, I stood up, and she said, "You have everything you need. Mm. Get through this." And yeah, it was just waterworks. You know what (laughs) I mean? It was that. But she, she, she knew. You know what I mean? It's funny when she got in the uh, and she tells once she got in the taxi, it was another gentleman. You know, he just left just left his son as well. And uh, you know, mom, she she's like, no, I was you know I was crying in the taxi. I can't let you see me crying. I was like, oh, no, I get it, mom. But um, you know, the the gentleman told her he's like, you know, we, we left our 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 sons. You know, as as young men, as as boys, but when they when we see them again, they're gonna be men, mm. and they're gonna be okay. And she's like, I know. I know, you know, I'm the oldest, you know, I'm, 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 the, I'm the bait, you know, I'm the firstborn. So, yeah. you know, I was the first one to leave and, you know, kind of first generation, you know, going to, going to school to some degree, you know, within, especially on my dad's side, I was like the first one to go to college. Um, my mom's side, I had my grandmother and my, yeah. my, my great uncle, but you know what I mean? Like it was, I had a lot of odds against me. You know, my mom was a single mom of, of three and, you know, just trying to make do and get, get through things and, you know, my mom, my mom said, she was like, you know, I, we, we grew up together. That's one thing she said. She was That's 20. Good. She was 20 when she had. So, you know, there's a lot of things I put on my shoulders as well, being the oldest and one of the fill those gaps where, you know, my brother's dad kind of, you know, was in the picture at one point. And, you know, so I had a lot of these uh, expectations of myself um, that I put on and they helped me, you know, and then when I got a little bit older, you know, sometimes it became a little, you know, I had to kind of rebalance something you know you get all you got so 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 do you do you think that your choices your collegiate choices of four out of five staying in state were partially because you felt that you had to carry some of that burden with or for your mom oh you mean oh to to say in state yeah um yeah no yeah you know it's funny that 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 even played played into me coming back home Mm. after after more like there was, there was still a lot of that, um, you know, fill the void yeah. uh, mentality I had, you know, um, 
and this one, you know, even this is interesting. Like you don't realize sometimes how your decision can, is you know, in a, it's in a positive light. I'm going away to college, you know. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Supporting me, but you know, it, it's funny. My, my my younger brother, to some degree, he kind of was struggling a little bit because he felt like bro left me. Mm. You know what I mean? So he's kind of started going through some little things at home and stuff, you know, at school and whatnot. So, you know, then here come Big Bro again. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I got to, you know, make sure I'm there, there for you. Then, of course, you know, once I came back home, he ended up going out because he saw my example. He mm. ended up going out. So I inspired him to, to you know, go out of state and go to HBCU. So, you know, no, definitely that family dynamic definitely uh, played, played a factor, like, for sure. And it's interesting, you know, that I go deep and deeper with that. You know, that even tied into uh, relationships, mm. you know what I mean? Certain ways in which, you know, you, you kind of were drawn to, I was drawn to certain type of women because there was a certain aspect of um, feeling the void mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that, that I, I was running, running with early, very early, bro. I was, I was early, man. I was hey, like 20, this... 21, 22. Came home and was doing, you know, taking care of folks and, Ain't and doing this, and I was doing a lot, man. And it was all good, but you know, it just I had to balance it out at, at some point. So, 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 this is good. This is really good. Um, ah, you 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 threw all my questions out the window. Oh my bad. No, 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 no. <laughs> this is good though. This is I mean, I, I love it. Like, like I tell people, this is this is a conversation, right? This is us sitting at shivers, or this is us, you know, sitting down having a drink and having this conversation. When do you feel that you stopped? and saw I am duplicating or replicating what I felt I had to do at home, right? You said like you, you came home and you essentially kind of back, got back into that groove of, I have to, I don't have to, I desire to be this, fill the void, this provider, you know, Mm -hmm. take care of things. Like, when do you think that you stepped back and said, slow down, Sean, like no, let's do you not play the role that you believe that you have to play. Oh man, um, it was um, that's that's funny. It was in 2010. Mm-hmm. I remember specifically. Um, it's funny about 2010. <clears throat> you know, the corporate was 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 on my tail. Yeah, I was been in that thing for a few years, and uh, no, I'm sorry, longer than that, longer than a few years. I was on the private side for four or five years. Um. Anyway, like all the family dynamics and uh, even my other pursuits, because I had shifted at some point. I took a leave of absence and, and started to pursue becoming a firefighter in mm. 2000, which was like my my all time, you know, passion as a kid. And uh, that didn't work out because right when 2008 hit, the, that's when the whole recession, the economy collapsed. So went on the whole hiring freeze. I ended up still working in corporate. Anyway, got all bummed out and feel like I missed my opportunity and shot, you know. Yeah, man, I was, funny. My, I, I was thankful that my grandmother was a psychologist. And in my family, when we ever, whenever we had issues, we, we, we had family meetings. Mm. And I started doing some counseling. That's good. In, in 2010. And, you know, it was to kind of like explore, you know, the, the space that I was feeling some type of like cognitive dissonance. And I That's was good. having this conflict of like learning how to say no and, and not feel guilty about it choosing, you know, myself more and, you know, feeling, learning how that feels in terms of like, it, it's okay in this type of way. You know, it's one thing when you're away, there's a whole other thing when you're back home trying to help and you got to figure out how to do you not feel bad about 
mm. everyone fucking getting their stuff together. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a weird little complex. No, yeah, yeah, I get it. So it's funny. I remember um, when I was it, it was a specific council session I had, and um, uh, the brother, he, I, I remember his name. Uh, well, I ain't gonna say it anyway. But uh, <laughs> he was he did a, he related something to me pursuing being a firefighter, and he said, "Think about your your natural inclination to want to be a firefighter." I was like, "Yeah." He's like, you know, it's a heroic and noble profession. He's like, he's like, yeah. He said, but you also think about this. He said, they're running into buildings when everyone else is running out. So there's there's a certain self-sacrifice mm. in that. And it's noble, but there still is a a an awareness you have to maintain in, in realizing what you're doing. And are you putting yourself in harm's way? As much as it's for the greater good and the greater cause. You know, are you are you balancing out the situation and the environment? And it's funny, I it, I, I related it to things I learned when I was, you know, pursuing becoming a firefighter when I went to EMT EMT school, and you know, I was also an EMT as well. <clears throat> and before you do anything, before you walk, in, you know, you go into a building, you, you know, go to try to help someone, it's called scene safety. Mm. If the scene is not safe, you cannot go. In. That's good. So it was like I started kind of relating these things to certain situations I was putting myself in in certain emotional spaces I was like dealing with and it, and it allowed me to kind of have a reference to say well no yeah I, I think I need to pull back a little bit just so I could feel a little better about that's good you know you know the situation and, and, and try to navigate and, and it was also learning how to say no that was a, a big one man like learn how to say no and be okay with it because nobody gets mad when you say yes they shouldn't get mad when you say no Ooh. <laughs> You feel me? Ain't no other conversation when you say yes. Mm. It's not. So why we gotta have another conversation when I say no? <laughs> <laughs> Can't do it today. We is not. We gotta figure something out. And people will figure something out. <laughs> they will find another way until I till we can make it all work better. <laughs> you feel me? So it's a, it's a balance, man. Life is balanced, man. That's that's right. This is so good. This is this is. Ooh, all right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put a pin right there because I want to come back to it in terms of your post-collegiate life because it's very interesting because <clears throat> I, because I think collectively we all have seen each other evolve through different phases and making that, that switch. Right. And <clears throat> it would be very interesting. Like some, some of these I want to ask post Morehouse is probably post that, that realization for you, because I don't want to say like, it seemed as if you kind of blossomed after that, even though you were successful doing things, but it, to your, to that point of like, Hey, I'm, I'm living, you know what I mean? Um, but I, I want to, I want to come back to that for a second because we kind of glossed over the, the years at the house, right? We glossed over your mom getting in that taxi to you moving mm-hmm. back to LA. Right. Yeah. And so, um, post mom leaving, you know, Everyone's kind of already heard the story about we have new story orientation and all these types of things. But when you finally got settled into Morehouse and realized, hey, I'm not at a UC school, I'm amongst, you know, others like me, et cetera. Uh, you talked about your drive, right? And, you know, being focused even at a young age. Uh, but then when you get to to Morehouse, as we all saw, right, um, we 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 were all amongst a bunch of us. Right. And not necessarily that we were a monolith, but we were we were uh, around a bunch of driven men. Right. So we were not the exception and not in a bad way, not being an exception. But you mean 
essentially you're you're amongst a, a pack of wolves that are that are hungry. You know what I mean? And oh, so yeah. for you, um, especially being as driven as you were uh, in, in adolescence and high school and things like that, what was it like running amongst other thoroughbreds like yourself? Right. Was that intimidating? Was that encouraging? Was that perspective shifting? What was that like? Man, it was um, it was deaf for me. It was um, it was encouraging, man, because it, it was really like what's what's the adage of like you know steel sharp and steel, and yeah, also yeah, like yeah, you don't you don't want to be the uh, the smartest one in the room. You know what I mean in terms of like saying, make sure you continue to put yourself in in circles with people that you can still glean education, inspiration, knowledge. You know, pursuit like still put yourself in a challenging situation where you're going to push yourself to, you know, to learn more or to, you know, accept that you don't know. Yeah. X, y, you know what I mean? Like it, it was just a constant, um, like a constant glow nice. of that for me. You know what I mean? At, at Morehouse. And, and that was one of the things that, you know, made me make that decision. Cause I, like, like walking around campus when I, when I came out there for that interview and, um, in that April, I just knew, I knew for me, I needed to be around more like-minded black men and more probably also wanted to be around more older mm. black men that I could, you know, kind of model a, a certain way of life. That's good. You know what I mean? I always had a good hit, hit, hit on my shoulders. And even as a kid, that's what I was thinking about this too. Even as a kid, um, I, I, I believe I, I, I have an old soul. I believe I've always just... I can see that, yeah been a little more <laughs> a little more wiser beyond my years but i was always more comfortable around older people than my peers even though i still played and had fun with my, with my peers but if it was like a social setting or family setting i had no issue being around the older people and, and over there eavesdropping you know ear hustling and hearing what they got, got to say and all that but i knew back then even if i didn't fully understand what i was hearing I would be able to connect it That's at good. some point That's good. in the future. So I even looked at Morehouse like that too, because, you know, there definitely was moments of being intimidated, you know, definitely a shit. I remember computer science class. God damn, that man, it was, that was freshman year, man. I changed my major after that class. For real, bro. I'm not lying. Man, I walked out of there with a C plus and that was like the third or fourth highest grade. I'm like, oh man. They, they tripping up here. I'm about to, this is not going to do it. This brother didn't. That, that man, he just gave you the book and was like, go do all of this. He was like, you ain't going to teach us how to do it? <laughs> it's his book. <laughs> yeah, all right. C++. But, you know, all those, all those experiences and, you know, you know, brothers I came across, man, like I just, I saw me, but then I also saw more to me Ooh. at the you know, being around all of you guys, man. Like, I, I, I want to touch upon like, even our clique, man. Yeah. Like, if you guys have no idea how much each one of you has some specific influence <clears throat> on me as a young man and my development. You know, I mean, there's certain things that you know I picked up from you. Like, I always remember the first time I like French was one of the flyest dudes <laughs> in the hall. First and foremost, let's keep let's keep that let's get that out. Keep that uh, buck always. But it was a certain like inspiration that I got, like, damn, like, shut up for the flies in, okay? And when I found out you worked at men's warehouse <laughs> in high school, I was like, oh, I'm I'm behind the game. <laughs> <laughs> you 
he was working at Men's Warehouse, and I was trying to work at Jamba Juice. <laughs> this brother was at Men's Warehouse. <laughs> so, <laughs> and it's interesting, man. Like, one of our, I forget what party it was, one of the freshman parties, man. I remember because I, I was still learning how to tie a tie. Yeah. Like, that That's that was a big thing. Like, learning how to tie a tie. And I, I remember, I think I had one of your ties. Yeah. It was a uh, black and white one, I remember. You remember that one? Yeah. Black and white one. And you, for me, it was like, I got one of French's ties on. <laughs> you feel me? Like, I got one to fly. Like, that's my boy. You know what I mean? Like, it it was just so many elements of, like, support and um, just, like, a, a, a general sense of brotherhood and, and camaraderie. And we got each other that, man, it was like, how, how, could, I, how could I go anywhere else? You know what I mean? No, like, I, and that's it just, you feel me? It just confirmed what I felt when I made the decision. I'm like, oh yeah, this I made the right decision. I, that was the best decision of my life. It, it, it's kind of crazy because you know, having conversations with you all, and then you know, other folks that um, that haven't you know interviewed yet. Uh, Mezy, we're not going to use his full name because you don't want people to know who he is. But um, but you sit back and kind of you 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 want you ask yourself like. Why would I have not made this decision? You know what I mean? And I'm sure other people, wherever they went to school or whatever experiences they have, they're like affirmed in that. Like, hey, man, yes, this was something that uh, was definitive in my life. But I, I believe that that time at Morehouse and for any men that matriculated through Morehouse that actually received it and I would say submitted to the process and not a process as if like, you know, you online or something like that, but literally submitting to understanding what Morehouse wants to do in you and, and through you and with you. I think that, you know, people can sit back and, and see it be transformative for them. And that's part of the reason I wanted to have this series too, is just because of these conversations, these stories help to articulate what can't be put into words, right? It helps to articulate when you're on social and you see, you know, folks like, hey, Morehouse is everywhere. And you see folks like a Jeff Bennett, right? Or, yeah. you know, Randall Wolfen, or you see folks like Lee Merritt, you know, Bakari Sellers, you like mm -hmm. all these folks who, you know, Rodriguez Murray, Joe Carlos, all these cats yep. that we, we matriculated with. And you realize that that's just a small, a very small, you know, snapshot of Morehouse in the early 2000s. Right. Mm -hmm. And you think about you, you, you protract that to, you know, mid nineties, mid eighties, mid seventies, or, you know, the 2010s, like when I just sit back and look at the people that we are connected to, you know, either directly or indirectly, just being on campus at the same time, you kind of sit back and be like, man, this, this thing is, is amazing and special and, and so much that it's hard to articulate until you kind of sit down and have the conversations and go from there. And, and so yeah. I, I I feel what you're saying. It's 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 pretty powerful and 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 interesting at the same time. So, oh yeah, no, it is, man. It's a beautiful thing, dude. <clears throat> it is, man. And it's something you know. It's it's constantly living and and just breathing, thriving. You know what I mean? Just like all of the brothers you mentioned. Like I said, that's just a, a slither of you know just our boys. You know what I mean? People yeah. that looked, you know, Jeff Bennett. You know, looked out for us. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. now, you know. You, you, you right picked us up from parties when we was like, hey, we need we need help because we yeah we have ball right now. We need someone to pick us up. <laughs> like, <laughs> can't even pick this up, man. Like, oh man, it's just 
it is there's nothing else like it, man. Like it, it has been an amazing thing. It has. So, all right, all right, all right, all right. All right. So. After we all done did Kumbaya, because I'm sure a whole bunch of people kind of like, oh, this is, you know, y'all going to get yeah, each other a hug. <laughs> yeah. All right. So you graduate, you move back to L.A., you, uh, you're a figurative firefighter in a bunch of women's lives. Um, <laughs> and then in 2010, you say, I'm not I'm done running into into, you know, uh, uh, buildings on fire. Yeah. I'm about to be me. Right. So let's kind of talk about what life has been like post 2010. Right. Um, and I'll kind of go, you know, high level, uh, you know, superficial stuff and then a little deep and then we'll, we'll close it out and let you, you know, sip on, sip on the rest of that yak you got. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, so, so you, you've had a, a, a Vegas season, I will call it, uh, for those that follow you, <laughs> those that follow you on social, et cetera. And, and it ain't been, you know, Vegas is crazy. I mean, you, you be there. Hey, I'm at top, top golf. You know, I'm cruising down the strip in Porsches. Like, you, 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 you've you been living, you've been living life, right? As, as a single man, living it up. Like, what, what, what drove that? What drove the, the Vegas season for, for, for you? Oh man, um, man, you, man, you, you pretty good, man. Right, you tie that in perfectly, brother. because <laughs> nah, it all connects. You, you, you spot on. It all connects. <laughs> no, nah, it was a. Uh, <clears throat> Yeah, no, it's funny, like, I, majority of my 20s, I was in a relationship or in some form of dealing with an emotional situationship. Mm. <laughs> like, so, I, you know, you know, I had my son when I was 31. Yeah. And, um, you know, we try to work that situation out. Yeah, yeah, fast forward, you know, I'm, I'm back single, right? So I think after I kind of, you know, got, got my, my dad, you know, got, got my dad swag down. You know, mm. I got a situation together with that. You know, it's thriving. I, I love my son. It's the most amazing, wonderful, just additive to my life and vice versa and me into this life. And so I think, you know, once I kind of got <clears throat> in a good groove of, you know, even uh, career wise, you know, I kind of shifted to doing consulting, yeah. uh, counting, which for me, it kind of broke up some of the, the monotony. That's good. That's that good. I, Experiencing you know, in that corporate accounting space, I, you know, still doing similar work, but I get to shift it a little bit. You know, it might not be all accounting, it might be a little, you know, data migration projects and so on and so forth. So, you know, I kind of started, to, you know, get 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 some different type of little swimming legs. You feel me? Started evolving <laughs> and some other elements. You feel me? So it's <laughs> <laughs> looking good. You know, about about some property, so on and so forth. So now we got to the point where it's like I, I'm a very I could sacrifice. Yeah, with no problem because I, I always realize it's greater later. You know Ooh, what I mean? I that's good. That's good. That's me. I, I know that's me. I I like structure, but I'm not necessarily a a conformist. Okay. Structure is very important, but I I need my my freedom to go and just do me. So Vegas was that. Mm. It was a, a <clears throat> you know I got all my ducks in a row. And I'm about to go go have fun. I'm gonna go run down the run down the street. You feel me? Vegas, I'm about to go run down the street. That's you from LA. That's how Vegas feels. Yep. <laughs> yep. Let's get on the road. Head of the 15. Let's go. But also, but there's also some business aspects that were tied into that as well. Okay. So back in like 28, was it 2018? I was in the middle of purchasing another piece of property out there. I <clears> know. <throat> actually, it was 2019. I'm sorry. And it was that rolled right into the the whole uh, pandemic happening. Mm -hmm. 
ended up, you know, backing out the deal. I was going to, you know, kind of do some investing and rent, rental stuff with that. So I ended up kind of backing out of that, that deal. Then I even had like the, the car, you know, that was like a, a side business as well with another business partner of mine. We were kind of like <clears throat> renting out the car, the Porsche and so on and so forth. So I just kind of had some momentum that I already kind of was uh, putting out there. Okay. And I even was, you know, at one point considering moving out there as well. So I just think uh, <clears throat> sometimes, man, like you just get with your intuition and in, in the flow of, of energy is saying, go here. There's something for you to glean that's from good. that and to gather, you know, from that. And um, that's what it was. So it was a very like fun, free, um, important, you know, experience and time for me just to kind of like let let my let my chin hairs down because I ain't got no no more no more top. So 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 so, so, <laughs> so so this is interesting, and I love the wording you put together. Right, you said where the flow and the energy goes. You just kind of you know. You, follow it there's something there for you and which makes me want to go to my other piece of a lightning round here is yoga like you you yeah. you know i would not have picked you as a yoga as a yogi pardon me let me get the right terminology as if i don't practice but i've never would have picked you as, as a yogi so you know where did that come from where, where did you know kind of you know taking that step and being, you know, uh, practicing and I mean, you practice on the beach, you'd be at the parks, you know, where did that come from? No, no, man, before I answer that, I I thought of something Steve Jobs said, and it is to the answer. He says, sometimes you can't connect the dots looking forward. You have to connect the dots looking back, backwards. So there was, there was some, okay, go ahead. Things early in life. You know, you go back to my, my grandmother, my grandmother and my grandfather, my, my mom's side. <clears throat> um, my grandmother used to meditate, like, routine. That's good. So it, was, it was nothing for me to walk in from school and, you know, my grandma's meditate. You know, my, you know, grandfather, you know, would meditate. And, you know, they were really in that spiritual space. You know, not fully necessarily religious, but just very spiritual and connected. So, you know, there was some introduction to, <clears throat> to that centeredness. Mm in grounding and practicing that, that I kind of was <clears throat> exposed to coming up. So, you know, I used to meditate, you know, coming up as, as, a, as a kid, didn't fully understand it, but there was still an intuitive space of feeling something. That's too. good. That's good. That make, you know what I mean? When, you, when you're a kid, you, you feel out more than you can understand at times. So I always had that. And then fast forward, you know, I played sports and kind of left it alone. Yada yada, more house, pass more house. I'm working in Malibu. <clears throat> this is 2011. I landed a job in uh, Malibu, and the company was called Dun and Bradstreet. You know. Oh yeah. Hashtag yeah. humble brag. I just want to let y'all know my click is better than yours. But go ahead. <laughs> Man, look, I, I, ain't, I ain't trying to be like that. <laughs> You know, when it when it rains, it rains. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so fast forward, man. You know, I'm got my accounting job, and uh, it's probably one of the best places I worked for. That was like one of the most amazing places. And they had yoga classes every mm. Tuesday and Thursday. And I was like, no, I've done it before. Let me let me give it a shot again. And it was just amazing to see the difference in my days on Tuesdays and Thursdays That's in good. comparison to Monday, Wednesday, Friday, it was like night and day. 
So it kind of just put it back in my, you know, my in my mind's eye, like, oh yeah, I I, I got to keep doing this. So I've continued to do it. You know, I, I, I do the, the hot yoga, you know, I, I've been the also flow and all that. But it, it all incorporates that whole, you know, sense of, of flow. And I, I I'm big on flow. Like I, I'm huge on that because I, I, it's just a it's just a universal principle. You know what I mean? Like whatever you call it, momentum, call it flow. Like yeah. there's a certain you know, intelligence to flow. That's good. You know what I mean? There truly is. And just like this, this ease is a break of ease, a break of flow. You know, acupuncture is, is hitting those energy meridians to continue the flow of energy. So, you know, just, I've always kind of like pieced together these, these, you know, bits of information. Then, you know, you get older, you experience stuff, you go through ups and downs, stress and all this type of stuff. You're like, what do I need to put back into this puzzle that I left? And I should never have left. That's good. <laughs> you know, That's all good. That. That's hey, hey. Yeah, you know, I, I hope people listening because you're dropping so much stuff in here. But I think <laughs> oftentimes we are always, um, not always, but oftentimes when things are happening, we're trying to figure out um, like what to take away. Like, oh, maybe I'm doing too much or maybe this, you know, isn't together. But you said something really good. Like, what did what do I need to put back in? Right. That is causing this this engine not to go right for this stool not to to set, you know, uh, flat. Like what is what is missing? I think a lot of times we don't understand or realize that things are missing or we try to fill it with the wrong thing. And that causes its own level of of frustration and discomfort and uh dysfunction in that manner so that's that's good that's good all right all right last thing last thing then i'll, I'll, I'll let you go here I'm you uh you mentioned obviously you know being going out to la in la out to vegas to do some investing and stuff like that but folks that are following you they see that you know you are uh you know you you, you dibble and dabbling in in properties and you know real estate uh things like that you're obviously you know you investing you following her your leisure etc just you know last piece how, how did you kind of get into that um i don't want people to be counting your your dollars so i ain't gonna ask you how many doors <laughs> you got and stuff like that but uh how'd you kind of get into that and how do you how do you because it really sounds like you got a really full life and full not meaning like a shopping cart full where it's you know you know too busy but full meaning like complete right and so you know you have your career you have this, you know, um, this spiritual connection in terms of, you know, yoga. You have your familial connection and your son, right? You have yeah. this portion of, hey, I am now much more centered in myself and understanding what I need to do to take care of me. Where, where does the real estate and investing fit in and, and how did you kind of get into that? Okay. Um, you know, it's funny. Some of that ties back to uh, the firefighter passion. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it, and it also ties into his uh, family as well. So my my uncle on my mom's side, <clears throat> my uncle Dave, he's a he's a contractor. He's been a contractor for thirty years. And interesting enough, my son's mother, her father, he passed away. Rest in peace. Um, he was my uncle's best friend. Oh wow! So I've known him since I was three years old. He was also a contractor as well. So. <clears throat> Majority of the all, all yeah, majority of the men in my, my family work with their hands. That's either 
contractors. Uh, my dad was a mechanic. My other uncle was a mechanic. My other uncle, uncle uh, DJ, like a renowned DJ. Um, <clears throat> so I've always kind of just had that in my blood, if you will, in terms of just, you know, real estate, yeah. building, yeah. structuring, and developing, and being mechanical to some degree. I, I should have went the engineering route like you, honestly. But, uh, <laughs> so, but all that kind of even goes into the fire, fire department uh, pursuit because my dream was always going to be a firefighter and do real estate on the side. Wow. And <clears throat> all that, you know, structural understanding, that all plays into being a firefighter. You have to have some type, you have to have some structural knowledge and understanding when you're, you know, walking into buildings and structures or you're getting on top of a roof, you need to understand, you know, joists and, you know, studs and being, you have to understand all that to, you know, make sure you ain't going to step in the wrong spot and right. fall through that. Deal. Right. <laughs> you That's, good. Like, That's good. It all ties, ties together. So, so, you know, fast forward to that, you know, um, when I'm, uh, fast forward like high school, my mom, she became a real estate agent. So she was, you know, she's still a real estate agent as well. I got my license, I think a year before my son was born, that was 2013. So, you know, little by little, you know, I started to kind of get into the world a little bit. I kind of took a break or took a pause when my son was born in 2014. That was, a, you know, a whole new chapter in life. And so, you know, I've kind of, like I said, I've kind of got back in the swing of it. So, um, yeah, man, just been doing that, working on one of my properties that is in L.A. That's the one you guys probably been seeing me do work on and trying to get hands on. That was always one of my goals, too. Like, my first property, I always wanted to, like, keep it so I could do all the damn work when it falls apart so I can learn. That's <laughs> you good. Me? That's good. That's always been me. Like I my family knows I'm always been building something, constructing something. Like all the furniture in the house I I built. Wow. <laughs> or put together to some degree. If it if it needed to simply I ain't saying yeah, I'm yeah. over here making couches. <laughs> Wait over here with a, a table you know saw. <laughs> right. But it's also, you know, just um you know another thing I kinda realized it's funny like now I'm like I'm I'm like that with building stuff but with cars because my dad was a mechanic i was i was spoiled i do not know enough about cars as i should but there were certain things that my dad just like i got it i'll take care of it mm. so there's certain elements of like building and construction that you know at especially like when i say my, my son's grandfather on the mom's side with him passing away he was just such a master like craftsman like he just was amazing with you know the way he built stuff and did things you know, I almost don't want to not absorb all their, their teachings, That's good. you know, all the information they have. So um, a lot of these projects, <clears throat> um, I'm putting myself in the space of doing it and leveraging, you know, their, their understanding and their help. So I could kind of, you know, have them with me, you know, always, you know, and, um, you know, that, that definitely is something that has become very, very important to me. You know, the older we get, those people that, are near and dear to us, you know, they're, they're closer to that, you know, the, the transition season in life. And, you know, it's been happening a lot, a lot more frequently over the past, you know, four or five years. So just something I've just been taking heed to, and um, just want to make sure I'm doing my part in, in, you know, uh, taking in what they have to give, making sure I can pass that down to them. Man, you, For sure. I, I, look, I'm, I'm just yeah. going to tell y'all in general, I, um, <laughs> I, I've known these dudes for years, right? Um, but you know, and maybe some of you all collectively that are listening on the podcast are, you know, you have these deep existential conversations with your 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 girls or your boys, you know, constantly. 
I'm just going to be honest. A lot of the conversations me and my boys have is about random stuff on Instagram or, you know, laughing about some things, cracking jokes. I mean, sometimes it's just low key like we're still in Graves Hall. But yeah. it's <laughs> it is a blessing and an honor, man, to be connected to you fellas and to see the the maturation, the uh wisdom, uh all of these things that you guys have gleaned and we're sharing in uh in growing in this realm. And so it's just it's awesome. I, I mean I, it, it just it's just it's dope in here, man. I, I thank you. Thank you for sharing. Oh man, thank you for having me, bro. Like for real. Like I, I really appreciate everything you're doing. Like it like like you said, it's just another con- continuation of, of being inspired, man. You you inspiring me with what you've been doing and you know, I can't wait to sit back. Like I intentionally didn't listen to, you know, everybody else's <laughs> I'm like, I'm waiting till we do them all, then I'm gonna sit back and just enjoy them all. Yeah, so, man. It's it's been a it's been a treat. Which I hope that each and every one of you all have been enjoying this as well. It's we still have many more to come, but each of these um either of these men have so much to offer so much knowledge and experiences that you know that we all have and i'm just so happy to be able to share that with you all and so um thank you all for tuning in and you know we're probably gonna have to well i know we are we're gonna probably around homecoming we're just gonna have, have to sit down and laugh and joke and just y'all gonna hear uh hear just the fellas all together and how ignorant it can get it'll be a lyrics and libations just just kicking it so I thank each and every one of you all for for tuning in, being a part of this. Again, Brandon, Sean, L.A., thank you, man. Oh, man. Thank you, bro. Anytime, brother. Anytime, man. I enjoyed it. Yes, sir. Love Yeah, love you too, man. Hey, if you all would, man, like, share, subscribe, rate, review. Uh, We would love for you all to become uh, consistent listeners, being a part of this this family of connoisseurs. And, uh, you know, beyond that, um, appreciate it. Thanks for tuning into the Morehouse Men series. Even more coming uh, after this one, but make sure you all marinate on this one. He dropped a lot of good nuggets in here. Beyond that, thank you all for tuning in, and we'll see you after a while.